Hi, it's Michael Anthony. The mayor of New York City, my birthplace and hometown, recently hosted a cooking event for the Summer Youth Employment Program. Now, I do oppose a lot of the mayor's politics, and I protest against him, and I do all kinds of- I mock him. I even do an impression of the mayor to make fun of him. But my focus here is what he's saying to young people about diet and lifestyle and health. And since the mayor of New York City promotes a plant-based centered lifestyle, that's his awkward phrasing, I'm going to respond to some of the things he said from a carnivore perspective. And so, without further ado, I introduce to you Mayor Eric Adams. So, a couple of years ago, I woke up in the morning and I couldn't see the alarm clock. I'm gonna get my nose pierced soon. You see, I really do kind of sound like him when I do my impression. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I couldn't see the alarm clock. And I thought it was sleep in my eyes. And I started to blink my eyes. You know how you wake up in the morning, you can't see right away? Uh, I do not know that experience myself. To wake up blind, it's not normal, it's not healthy. And I think the rest of his story illustrates that. And I started to blink my eyes and it didn't go away. And at the same time, I felt this pain in my stomach. It wasn't gas, it was sitting still, and it was just uncomfortable. And so, you know men, you gotta drag us to the doctor. We don't wanna go to the doctor. And with good reason, I mean, medical error, I'll remind you, was listed as the third leading cause of death until the numbers were changed to reflect accidental deaths. And, uh, oops, medical error just gets lumped into accidental deaths. So there are good reasons a lot of us avoid the doctor. But why do you keep interrupting me? I'm sorry, Mayor. Okay, continue. And so, you know men, you gotta drag us to the doctor. We don't wanna go to the doctor. But I decided that, you know what? Let me go to the doctor, cause this didn't feel, this didn't feel right. So I went to the doctor. Fair enough. And when I got to the doctor, he did, he checked my colon, he checked my stomach. And when I came from under sedation, he says, Eric, that vision you feel in your left eye and your right eye is that you're losing your sight. You're going to be blind in a year. And he said, the tingling, I was feeling tingling in my hands and feet. He said, the tingling you're feeling is that you have permanent nerve damage. You're going to lose some fingers in your toes. He said, the reason you have this loss is you're diabetic. I had no idea. I just have to stop and say that I can relate to this. I, this was me about five years ago. I was what they call pre-diabetic, in other words, a little diabetic, <laughs> for many years. And I did not experience vision loss, thank goodness, and I don't know how. But I did experience that tingling, which is called neuropathy, and I never knew how bad that was. You interrupted me again and my story is not finished. I'm sorry, Mr. Mayor, please continue. He says, your diabetes level is so high that I'm surprised that you're not in a coma right now. I've had doctors tell me something similar about a couple of things. First, it was my high triglycerides and then it was my low thyroid. And both times the doctor was extremely concerned and thought I might drop dead at any minute. So once again, I guess I kind of relate to the mayor who keeps getting interrupted. Okay, please go on. And the pain I was feeling in my stomach, it was an ulcer. 
He says that you have an ulcer. So I went in the doctor's office that day with no medicine. I walked out with medicine for my ulcer, three medicines for my diabetes, including insulin. That's where you have to inject yourself. Medicine for my high blood pressure, medicine uh, for everything. I went in with none. I walked out. I felt like I was Dwayne Reed. I had so many pills. Another bad joke from the mayor, but Dwayne Reed is a local chain of drugstores, in case you were curious. And I said to myself, you know, I'm not trying to go out like this. Because my mother was diabetic for 15 years at the time, seven years taking insulin. I used to see mommy injecting herself all the time, and she would grimace every time she had to inject herself with insulin in her stomach. And so I was at my computer. They gave me these books that says Living with Diabetes. And I sat at the computer that day. I remember like it was yesterday. It was about five, six years ago. Wow. I didn't realize that we were on the same timeline almost. Me and the mayor! I'm about to celebrate five years on a carnivore diet, and the mayor is about to celebrate five years of a plant-based-centered lifestyle. I did something scientific. I googled reversing diabetes. One word. They said living with diabetes, but what did I put in? Reversing diabetes. Again, I can relate to the mayor. I discovered the carnivore diet by Googling, will eating a lot of fat kill me? And I discovered keto and then went right down the rabbit hole into carnivore. So many parallels here, besides, of course, being black and having shaved heads. And all of this information came up about diabetes and reversing diabetes. And there was one doctor, Dr. Esselton, from Ohio Cleveland Clinic. He treated Bill Clinton for his heart disease. I cold called him. I was like, you know, doctor, they told me I'd be blind in a year. I'm going to lose some fingers and toes. Um, my diabetes numbers are high. My A1C is high. Is there anything I can do? He said, fly down to see me. I flew down to uh, Ohio one early morning, and I saw him. And he says, listen, you can change your diabetes. Just has changed the food you're eating. All right. And I remember saying to myself, looking at him, man, what's wrong with this nut? I'm going blind, and he's telling me to stop eating fried chicken. What does that have to do with anything? But I was so desperate that I went home. He gave me a list of things to do. I went home, and I looked on the back of the carton of food I had in my refrigerator and in my pantry, and everything that he said was right. Everything was over-processed. Everything was... It wasn't even food anymore. It was like food-like stuff. Yep. And so I made up my mind. I said, you know what? I'm going to try this because I'm not trying to lose my sight. And so the first week I tried, I, I couldn't cook. My number one meal I made was cheese toast, and I burned that half the time. I used to eat that. But I said, you know what? I'm going to try. So the first week when I finished, after that first week, I said, God, I got to eat this. <laughs> I'm not trying to eat this junk all this time. And then I said to myself, why are you acting like a defeater? Why are you looking at all the food you shouldn't be eating anymore? Why not look and discover the new food you could eat? And so I started to have a different mindset. And I said, I'm going to learn how to cook. And I'm going to discover food. That's good. I started looking at spices, and spices are more powerful than the food you eat. 
nutmeg, turmeric, cinnamon. All I knew when somebody said spices to me, all I knew was salt and pe pepper. That was my spice list. So I said, you know what? I'm going to start discovering East Indian spices, Caribbean spices. I'm going to start discovering African spices, Italian spices. And then I'm going to look and read up each spice, what it does. Every week I took a new spice and I read up on it to say, what is the purpose of garlic? What is the purpose of turmeric? What is the purpose of cinnamon and nutmeg? And I started learning the benefits of spices. It sounds like the mayor was doing a lot of his own research. That's a good thing. We should do our own research. But can you do your own research without being called a conspiracy theorist or some kind of a nut? I don't know. But I just wanted to point that out because he is one of the people that is now discouraging doing your own research when it comes to medical freedom in other contexts. Let me continue my story. Okay, okay. But then I did something else. Every Sunday became my cooking day, where I would try new meals and try to learn how to discover how to cook them. And so three weeks after going to a whole food plant-based diet, what happened? My vision came back. Three months, my nerve damage went away in my hands and feet. My ulcer went away. My blood pressure normalized. Good, good, good. My mother, remember I said she was diabetic for 15 years, seven years on insulin? My mother went on a whole food plant-based diet, and within two months, mommy was off her insulin. That's good, too. Think about that. I can't help but think about that. I lost my mom to heart disease because she had a sugar addiction that she admitted to. She also did eat other things that were not ideal. Too much sugar, bread, vegetable oils, things like that led to her dying at age 58 in 2020. So I'm glad that the mayor's mom was able to recover. But I also have to add that I think that the mayor improved his health by taking out the processed junk food. Not because of the plants, but because he eliminated the bad foods. That's how he got better. A lot of people say that about a carnivore diet, and I understand their point, but the fact is that the meat fuels us in ways that plants can't, although plants can help with detoxing, but they still come with side effects that meat doesn't, so. Let me continue sharing my journey. Okay, fair enough. Think about that. Think about what your family members are going through right now. And do you know how powerful that was for me to go to my mother? My mother has six children. She loved all of us, but she adored me. <laughs> Another bad joke. And so to go to a woman that I loved and says, Mommy, there's a way to stop you from injecting yourself every day. And to be able to do that, I mean, what more can you ask for? That's true. And so... This moment here that I'm going to share one of my meals is only one of the few. I had no meals in my repertoire. Now I have about 75 different meals, fast meals, quick meals. When I go to restaurants, I look at the menu and say, I want you to put together my own meal for me. Well, there's another thing. I have to admit, when I go to a restaurant, I often have to make a special request. I have to order a la carte, or I have to request a substitution, or I just say, hey, can you put all my sides on the side? 
and I'll give him away. It sounds like he's that guy, and I have to admit that I am also that guy. How I make my frozen desserts, how when I feel like having something sweet, how if I have to move, go on the move, because I'm always on the move, I'm always going somewhere. Uh, you know, food is powerful. Food is more than what you put in your mouth. Food is how we define ourselves. Well, my dad, when I used to have a bad day playing sports, my dad would give me a chocolate cake or chocolate donut. Mm. And when someone came to me and criticized my donut, you criticizing my father, man, what's wrong with you? Those were fighting words. That's true. And so when we sit down and eat, that is our way of communicating. And particularly those of us who have different cultures, you know and I know, you go to your grandmother's house, your mother's house or what have you, and you talk about you not eating, people look at you funny. And then when I stop eating meat, you want to get people mad at you? Tell them you're not going to eat that hamburger. Now nobody want to hang out with you. Everybody's like, man, okay, you're too boring. And, and as an African-American, when I started saying I wanted to eat plant-based, you know what my friends used to say? Oh, you want to be white now. I've kind of had the opposite experience where a lot of uh, people of color or whatever you want to call us, they recommend a plant-based diet and lifestyle. I wish that more black people and Hispanics and other people of color would cherish their meat, pure meat, not processed meat, not that fried chicken from the corner, <laughs> but real healthy pasture-raised meat and wild-caught fish and raw dairy and all this stuff that a lot of people don't even think about. But it is true that food can be very emotional for us and is very cultural in many ways. <laughs> Look at you agreeing with me. I'ma have you eating a plant-based scented lifestyle too. Never. Nice try, Ricky. You know, you, you're too good to eat this food that we all grew up on. No, no. Soul food is slave food. <laughs> Our ancestors did not want to eat chitlins. They didn't want to eat cow tongue. They didn't want to eat pig feet. No, the slave masters said you're going to eat the scraps off our tables. That is Heavy. I don't know how he got from hamburgers to chitlins and slave food, but um, when I would get soul food back in the day up in Harlem, I would eat pork chops and chicken and waffles, not chitlins. So I don't like what he did there. That was very propagandistic, juxtaposing meat and slavery. It's disingenuous and it's sleight of hand. He's creating this association between meat and slavery without directly saying that the two are linked. But you can see what he's doing here. And this is why I don't trust most politicians. And honestly, when I think of slave food, I think of plants. You know, processed plants especially. All that processed junk food that he got rid of. That was slave food. That stuff is scientifically designed to be addictive. They have full-time scientists that work on flavor or texture. The labels are scientifically designed to stimulate the appetite, and they're even scientifically placed in certain parts of the store in order to encourage impulse buying. These foods themselves enslave us. The food addictions, which lead to bad health, which leads to relying on the medical system. That 
is slavery. You don't want slavery and you don't want table scraps, but you do want to eat as much of the animal as possible. So I just have to say that as well. Eating organs, it's not always delicious, but it can be a very good thing to do. And it's certainly better than eating a plant-based burger or lab-grown meat or insects, because I think those are the ultimate slave foods that are being pushed on us right now. And don't forget about things like vaccine mandates, which are also a form of slavery. I don't think he sees the connection. Go figure. And then we have to find ways to make it tasty and palatable. And our ancestors said, so we have to survive. So now we're going to give you the food to survive. But little did they know that now that we're no longer on this plantation, that we're going to still be intellectually and emotionally attached to the plantation and the food that we eat. Now, here's the deadly part of this. Think about this for a moment. Our ancestors ate bad food to survive that the slave master forced them to eat. And we are continuing the legacy of the slave master every time we cook the bad food that's giving our family members diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, heart disease, all of these chronic diseases. We're handing it down to our, our, our family members. So we sit around the table on Thanksgiving saying to our family, let's pray for grandma that's in the hospital because she's diabetic and she's about to lose her legs or she's about to lose her sight. And then after we pray, what do we do? We dig into the food and eat the food that caused grandma to be in the hospital in the first place. You know what? Again, the mayor is making some very good points. He's absolutely right. Poisoning ourselves with unhealthy food does continue the legacy of slavery because it is a deliberate attack on our sovereignty. If I sound like a conspiracy theorist, I mean just on the level of advertising and marketing. That alone, but yeah, the rabbit hole does go deeper. But I'm almost shocked by this highly inflammatory language. I mean, we're getting away from inflammatory foods, but we're getting into the inflammatory language over here. I mean, it is intense, right? Talking about slavery, slave food, and getting our minds out of the plantation. I mean, I agree with a lot of the principles, but it leads to a very different place in my life. <laughs> Sorry to rant like that, but I literally got triggered. But anyway, let's let the mayor continue. And go to, go to South and Central America. Some of the best food is grown there. Including meat? Yet, it's not served on your plate. They're shipping out your food out of your country somewhere else, and they're giving you fast food. That does happen. It's unbelievable what they're doing to us. It's unbelievable what they're doing to us. It's true. It is unbelievable. I agree. Yet again, I agree with the mayor, which is uh, kind of scary. That's why we're having a conversation with you. You the liberation generation. You have to free us from this madness. There's a reason around NYCHA you have junk food, but you go to the Upper East Side, you have whole food. It's not in your DNA. You didn't inherit diabetes. It's not your DNA. All right. Uh, he's right about the junk food in the poor neighborhoods, but he is missing out on something important when it comes to DNA. Black people, African Americans, whatever you want to call us, hopefully nothing too bad, but black people and people of color in general, in other words, not white, 
do tend to develop diabetes more easily than white people. And that's because Europeans are just built to hold on to more body fat before they get diabetic. It's basically nature's way of keeping Europeans alive through harsh winters. And believe it or not, Indians seem to develop insulin resistance sooner than even black people in America. Diabetes in India is really bad, and... They eat a plant-based diet, a lot of them, because their religion kinda demands it. But my point is that it is in your DNA, to some extent. Not entirely, but yes, it is in your DNA. It's not your DNA, it's your dinner. It's not your lineage, it's your lunch. It's not where you're born, it's your breakfast. So either we can continue this madness, or we can free ourselves. We've been played. We have. We've been played. That's true. I can see you right now because I didn't follow the direction of those who told me to go on medicine. That is really important. This is the same mayor who is forcing everyday New Yorkers to take a pharmaceutical product in order to work, unless you're a celebrity. Celebrities don't have to comply with the mandates. People don't realize this. They think that the whole thing is over. No, there is still a private worker mandate, and I just can't believe the hypocrisy from a man who changed his life by rejecting pharmaceuticals. Just had to make that point. First is metformin, then is insulin, then you lose your sight, then you lose your legs, then you lose your kidneys, then you go into a place where you no longer can take care of yourself. The standard method of treating diabetes makes diabetes worse. It's like those antidepressant commercials, right? Where they say, this antidepressant may make you more depressed. Speak to your doctor if you feel worse. Just another example of Big Pharma being forced on the people and making them sicker. It's not who I am. That's not who I want you to be. Really, Mayor Adams does not want you to be reliant upon pharmaceuticals. Have I mentioned that all of the young people surrounding the mayor here had to take a pharmaceutical product in order to participate in the program? Let that sink in. Here he is saying, I don't want you to be reliant upon pharmaceuticals for your health. And then he forces all of these same young people to take a pharmaceutical product unless they're celebrities, in order to work. Golly, thanks for the summer job, massa. I'm sorry, but if he's gonna talk about slavery, he has to have a little more perspective. So I'm gonna share with you one of my meals, one of my meals, that you can take part of it and you can use it. Where's, where's my book? Do we have my book? He has a book. So this is the book after my experience that I wrote. Every dollar goes to helping our faith-based leaders to learn about healthy eating. I don't take any money from this. Healthy eating. A plant-based center lifestyle is part of healthy eating, apparently. I just wish he could speak better or speak English or something like that anyway. This is my experience of changing my life in the first three weeks i lost 35 pounds from going to a plant-based diet that's a deep detox never felt better in my life and that's good never felt better in my life and i want to say the mayor looks healthy i'm not going to deny it is impressive what the mayor has done for his health 
and his life. But he's not just promoting a plant-based-centered lifestyle. He is also saying bad things about meat. Eric Adams saved his life by cutting out junk foods and eating plants. I saved my life by cutting out junk food and plants and just eating meat, especially fatty red meat. That saved my life. So that's my perspective, but I do agree eating whole foods is better than eating junk food. And I want you to enjoy your life, not to live with pain, uncertainty, and then go home to our family members. My oldest brother, my, my, my oldest brother is dealing with health issues. Sorry about that. My brother under me is dealing with cancer. I'm sorry My about sister that. just dealt with breast cancer. I'm My other sister okay. is dealing with diabetes and heart disease. Wow. Our entire family is dealing with crises that comes from food. And we're slowly turning it around. It's not easy because let me tell you something. Food is like a drug. That first week when I stopped eating, I used to dream about hamburgers. Okay. Again, he's lumping in hamburgers with the bad foods. I don't like it. He hasn't said it super directly, but he keeps on doing this thing where he associates meat with bad food, and I'm getting sick of it. But I do agree that food often acts as a drug in this deliberately food-addicted society. But it's not the hamburger. It's not that quarter pound of meat in the middle. It is everything around it. It is the ketchup. It is the bun. It is the french fries. It is the seed oils. It is the carbs. It is the sugars. It is all this garbage that comes with the meat, not the meat itself. And a lot of people don't know that. Including the mayor, apparently. Will you let me finish? I went through withdrawals like you'll never believe. You put someone hooked on drugs in one room and someone hooked on fast food in another, you take the drugs away and you take the fast food away, I ask you to say which one is hooked on what. That was a very poorly conducted experiment. That's what food does to you. And they know that. It plays on your psyche. It makes you believe that you need it over and over and over again. He's trying to say that you're addicted to meat. You're not addicted to meat. Your body craves meat just as it craves other nutritious foods, okay? It's an actual craving. There's a difference between craving actual nutrients and craving some junk food. A huge difference. But we're going to turn it around. We're going to turn it around slowly. I'm glad his family is so, getting better. I am. Here is one of my meals. I have my help, help, shelf help, helper, I have my, the Vanna White of uh, cooking. Oh, Vanna. You know? <laughs> Did he just say Vanna White? And so these are, some, these are simple ingredients. Not only are they simple ingredients, they are cheap. Everyone says all the time, if you eat healthy, it's going to cost a lot of money. That's all people say. It's going to cost a lot of money. This costs $3.75. $3.75 per serving. All right, meat is more expensive than vegetables, especially these days, but a lot of that comes from government subsidies, and meat is just better for you, and you don't need as much of it. And so, a quick meal, great summer meal, so you're not feeling, you know, you know how sometimes you eat and you feel tired and lethargic? 
you know, because that food, you're trying to process that food. When you get the itis. It's just too much to consume, and then it's not, it's not healthy and energet energetic food. So, and my hands are clean. I wash my hands, you know, so you know that I'm the only one to be eating. These are cucumbers. You mix your cucumbers in the bowl. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, he's, his voice is hilarious. You mix your cucumbers in the bowl. <laughs> I'm sorry, Eric. Continue your demonstration. And then we have some other things. Parsley, garn, uh, uh, pepper, other spices. Uh -huh. You put it in. I rarely cook with oil. I don't use a lot of oil when I cook. I try to use water. But if you want to use oil and vinegar, balsamic vinegar is great also. Just put a little in. And if you want oil, you can put oil. I normally don't, but you can. And you know what's the best stirrer that you have? Your hands. <laughs> you know, you, you, you can mix it up with your hands. Mix it up with your hands. You know, and if you're going to mix it up with your hands, make sure you wash your hands. <laughs> you know? And, you and one good test, you know, particularly for the guys, the prerequisite, for dating me, you got to know how to cook. Mmm. You hear that, fellas? If you want to date the mayor, you better know how to cook. You got to get him in the kitchen, you know? So, guys, you got to know how to cook also, Ooh. guys. You know, just as you want your, 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 your lady friends to know how to cook, uh -huh. you got to know how to cook. Yeah, there you go. Uh -huh. Don't be like me. <laughs> and then sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes. They have a way of bringing a nice taste to it. Sweet potatoes, they have a way of bringing a nice taste to it. Now, before you do it, I use water, but you could also do a little of oil. Put it in your pan. What kind of oil? I'm a big water guy. That looks like olive oil. Put it in your pan. Hopefully it is olive oil. And let it simmer a little. I have here, I have, this is cabbage. You ever notice that there are different colors in food, such as cabbage? Sometimes the cabbage is uh, that light color cabbage. Then you have the red cabbage. You also have onions. There's some onions that are the light color, some are the, uh, the red. <laughs> yes. The red color, uh -huh. cabbage, uh, uh, onions, and other items, <laughs> those red colors are they're really significant because the more color it is, the more nutrients it has. So Taste the rainbow, New York City. Apparently, uh, the more color it has, the more nutrients it has. Okay, so we're going to mix this up. I want this one here. Oh, yeah, no, this Mix this up. This is sweet potatoes because this gives it a nice little taste. I like to mix sweet potatoes or... Put a chopped up um, orange <laughs> or... This mayor needs his own cooking show. You know what? I am going to start my own cooking show. I have a talent for this. Not really, Ricky. But let me try. Okay. Or chopped up apple in. These are chickpeas. Extremely healthy for chickpeas. you. Chickpeas. 
The fact is, a lot of these plant foods contain compounds that may have some benefit in one area, but often have a downside that does not exist in meat. There's a long list of anti-nutrients, and it would take a long time to get through all of them, so I'm just going to say look up anti-nutrients in plant foods. Because if you think that you're absorbing a nutrient that you're actually blocking by eating a certain plant, you want to know that, don't you? So please keep that in mind as the mayor continues to talk about his plant-based centered lifestyle. Okay, and then you throw in cabbage. Cabbage is one of the most healthy things you can eat. Every morning when I do my green smoothies, I throw in cabbage and I throw in beets, another healthy item. Green smoothies with beets. Mix that up. Kidney beans, black beans, pinto beans, <laughs> all of them are good for, in protein. They're extremely healthy for you. Uh. Then you throw in kale. Kale, I didn't even know what kale was. You know, only, only greens I knew was collard greens, you know. But now I know all <laughs> of these different types of greens. I love gr kale. Kale goes into my smoothies every oh. morning. Kale. As well as... Uh, spinach goes into my sm smoothie every oh. morning as well. You know what? I got to admit, before I went carnivore, just before I went carnivore, in fact, I was regularly drinking these huge green smoothies with yogurt and kale and sometimes baby spinach and all this stuff that it's so high in oxalates, which are one of those anti-nutrients I was talking about. I'm, I'm not going to get into it now, but... I'm telling you, look up anti-nutrients. All these things he's saying are so healthy, they do have a downside that doesn't exist in meat. So meat is, I think, just a healthier food than most plants, if not all. Anyway, continue, Mr. Mayor. So you just really mix that up, and you want to get some good moisture in there. Little water. Want some water. Some more water for moisture. <laughs> and you just get that really going. And then you want to throw in your spices. Your spices. Don't forget your spices. These are some great spices. And remember what I said about spices. Spices are just as powerful as the food you eat. Actually, he said, spices are even more powerful than the food you eat. But he's not a consistent guy. A little pepper. little pepper. Wait, wait, let me get some. Come here, I want you to smell this. <laughs> what are you? <laughs> come on up, come on up. Come on, I want my special helper to smell my food. <laughs> <laughs> smell that fragrance. You know that? See that? <laughs> Leave that young lady alone. Oh, I don't know. He did. She didn't look that uh, impressed. She was like, oh, "All right, uh, whatever." So you get that a little more, just a pinch more oil. Just a pinch more. I thought you didn't use oil, Ricky. They, and the sweet potatoes, you could you can chop up plantains. Oh, plantains. Plantinins. You could chop up plantinins. Oh my goodness. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. Is my Vanna White? She coming back. Help me with my, my plant-based sensitive meal. And you just 
you would be surprised how filling this is. The key is fiber is so important for uh, your body. This is a way. high fiber rich diet right here. I got to jump in again because fiber is another unnecessary thing. It's not a nutrient. In fact, it can stop your body yet again. Another thing in plants that stops your body from absorbing all the nutrients in your food. Most fiber is indigestible. You would need to be a, a cow, a ruminant with multiple stomachs and all the bacteria in your gut to help you to process that into amino acids. You're not a cow. You're not a gorilla. You're not built to eat plants the way those animals are built to eat plants. That's why instead of eating the grass, you eat the cow. But I don't recommend eating a gorilla. Men and women are supposed to get a predetermined amount of fiber in their system every day. That is a misconception. And this, then you take the salad that I, little, I made earlier, put it inside there, and all this stuff, this is three, $3.75 to serving. I mean, it looks about worth that much. Is that plugged up? Can plug up. This is, this is one of my favorite, favorite uh, appliances. He likes gadgets too, huh? A ninja. Yeah, I like gadgets too. And when I want something sweet after my meal... I'll grab some walnuts. Walnuts are extremely healthy for you. Out of uh, all the nuts, these are one of the best nuts. So you throw that in there. These are my favorite nuts. If you like ice cream, freeze ripe bananas. I like freeze the ripe bananas. This is not a. This is not a. A old a, a old banana. It is not a old banana. You do this with ice cream. One of my favorite. Ice creams is with uh, with frozen bananas and some blueberries. Yeah, he's making a little fruit salad thing, and he's gonna chop it up. A chopped up fruit salad. That's what this is. This is if you want a dessert after after you finish after you finish eating. And like I said, sweet potatoes. I love sweet potatoes, and the peel of the sweet potato is is extremely healthy. That's where you get a lot of your nutrients inside your uh, your peels. Didn't you just tell us to take the peel off of onions? Which just, one is it, Ricky? Just, and and just mix that up a little. And you would get some non-dairy whipped cream. <laughs> That's non-dairy whipped cream made out of bananas. Yeah, move that there. Just need a spoon. Now, this is so slow. This is my light snack for the day. This is my light snack for the day. Thank you for the applause. Now, I did just say that this is surprisingly filling, but it is also my light snack for the day. I am very inconsistent. It's surprisingly filling. It's a light snack. I think it's a light snack. Certainly a light snack. That it is. Surprisingly filling. I would be surprised if I were filled after that. There he goes. He's eating it. Mm. Oh, he likes it. He likes it. That's that. Oh, it's tasty. This is very That's delicious. Mm. Uh oh. Who's my 
Who's my sampler, you know? Uh-oh, <laughs> he's going to the audience to get uh, someone to taste what he cooked. Let's see if he likes it. You got to say you like it because I am the mayor. Yes, he likes it. Of course he likes it. You know how I do. I'm the mayor. He got to say he Enjoy. likes it. Be healthy, live long, have a prosperous life, eat well, meditate, breathe in exercise. The stress you are under as young people is different from the stress that I was under. You have so much coming at you. These are all true. I didn't have Instagram. I didn't have Facebook. I didn't have Google. I didn't have Snapchat. Everything is coming at you. You have to find that equilibrium. Absolutely. And you do it by eating right. Yep. But you also want to nourish your mental state as well. Absolutely. I agree. Because we're that. never going to be good to anyone if we're not good to ourselves. That's and true. So I wish you a prosperous life. I hope this experience in our summer youth employment program was more than just a job. We want you to leave this summer with financial literacy skills, communication skills, healthy skills, so you're ready to take on the world. You're not leaders of tomorrow. You're leaders of today. So let's lead. Thank you. All right. That was Mayor Eric Adams of New York City telling us about his plant-based center lifestyle his history with pharmaceuticals, his rejection of pharmaceuticals, which, I mean, you could have fooled me. I thought he was really into them the way he's been pushing them lately, you know what I mean? Again, I am genuinely glad that the mayor has gotten healthier by following a more natural lifestyle, getting away from all those processed junk foods. But he didn't have to get rid of the meat. He doesn't know that. In fact, he'd be doing even better with the meat. I can almost guarantee it, but we all do what we have to do. We all have the freedom to do what we want to do, to do our own research and to come to our own conclusions and then to pursue life, liberty, and happiness without any interference. And yet this mayor who turned his back on Big Pharma in order to find true health is pushing Big Pharma on his city. He's also pushing this plant-based thing, which in this context, I've got to warn you, is part of a push to try to force us to eat more plants and less meat. So just keep that in mind when you hear people encouraging, especially politicians, like everyday people are just doing what they feel is right. But politicians, they, they have conflicts of interest. They have <laughs> incentives. They have a bosses behind the bosses who are telling them you got to push this agenda. If you don't believe me, go to weforum.org. Check out the World Economic Forum. Search for plant-based diets. Search for meat. You're going to see a lot that they're planning, without your input, mind you, for the future of humanity and our diets. And not just our diets, but uh, whether we'll own cars, what kinds of cars we'll own, whether we'll be tracked and traced in every aspect of our lives for the rest of our lives, being managed like human cattle, actually worse because we're not actually being taken care of. We're being slowly destroyed by the systems that claim to be helping us. So look, I'm glad the mayor is promoting lifestyle, any kind of lifestyle over pharmaceuticals. I mean, any kind of 
natural or whole foods based lifestyle. But a plant based diet doesn't really work for everyone. Everyone has a different capacity for converting plant nutrients to begin with. So the fact is that meat is just a more direct way of getting your nutrients. And I've been a carnivore for about five years now, just like the mayor has been a plant based center, whatever, for about five years also. I think he's doing well for himself. I don't think he eats only plants, but uh, he tries to avoid the question, so we're never going to get that answer. He says, don't worry, what's on Mayor Adam's plate? Put these items on your plate. It's up to you to eat a plant-based centered lifestyle or not. So whether you're a carnivore or a vegan or a breathitarian, I just hope that you're feeling healthier than ever. Thank you for caring enough about health and nutrition to watch all of this. Special thanks to all of my supporters on Patreon. My Patreon is kind of slow right now because I am focused on activism a lot lately, and I just don't feel right charging for activism. So I have not been charging my Patreon subscribers for a long time. Patreon is also censoring some people and kicking them off, so this is really a tricky time, but... Thank you very much for your support, as always. And thanks to the Carnivore Bar and Philip Meese, the creator. He's a veteran on a mission to make a carnivore lifestyle more accessible and portable. And thanks so much to everyone who's been buying the Carnivore Bar through my affiliate link. And a shout out to Optimal Carnivore, who sent me a jar of their Brain Nourish formula. Actual freeze-dried, grass-fed beef brain and lion's mane mushroom in one capsule. I took it every day for a month, and I definitely felt the boost. I know, I know, it's mushrooms, but mushrooms aren't really plants, and they're not animals, so they're somewhere in the middle, kinda. Regardless, brain and lion's mane. Excellent combination. You can find more of my videos, podcasts, and a bunch of different social media platforms at themeatofit.com. Thanks again, eat meat, real meat, and live free. True freedom.